Welcome, welcome. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins. Hey, this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience with nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services. You're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. We're very grateful that they are our presenting sponsor, and they have been our presenting sponsor since day one. Seven and a half years we've been rolling on this show, and I want to thank Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. Other sponsors that we're going to talk about that are handpicked, Highland Dairy, also have been here since day one. Craig Lima with Shelter Insurance, also been here since day one. Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, also been here since day one. Story Construction and West Logging, Almost since day one, very close, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett and Springfield Yard Carts. So we're going to talk about them throughout the show. So we have a great show tonight. I'm really excited about, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate tonight. Um, before we get to my guests, though, I want to recap a little bit about last week. We had Missouri State University swimming in here, and I was so excited to host Coach Dave Collins, Coach Chelsea Dirksham, and Sammy Romer, who has accumulated just about every accolade under the sun when it comes to swimming it is incredible what she has done as not only just as an athlete but a student at missouri state so very impressive it's a great interview if you want to go to a coachesperspective.com you can listen to it there under podcasts of previous shows you can also find it on itunes podcast spotify verbal or helium satellite radio um, before we also get started i want to congratulate the missouri basketball coaches association inductees and the award winners um, Eddie Duggar is the official that's going to be on. You remember he was on a, a couple of weeks ago when we had our officials panel. Uh, Bobby McCormick, Jim Middleton, Randy Robertson, Mike Percival, Jim Stoner, Brent Kell, Roger Sturtz, and Bob Sunvolt will be getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. So congratulations to, to all of them. And I have a previous Missouri Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Famer in the studio so I will go ahead and introduce my first guest, Coach Steve Shepard from College of the Ozarks, men's basketball, and you're the Director of Athletics. Welcome. You remember getting inducted into the MBCA? I, I remember. Did. You had a great Pro- speech. Probably one of the only guys and ladies that took him two years to get in. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> we we had, did have to keep putting it off, didn't we? we did. <laughs> Something yeah. about a world, worldwide yeah. pandemic that was going on, but we got you inducted. Yeah, it was a great day. So we're excited to be able to do that this weekend as well. Um, and I would say not a if, but probably a when Hall of Famer um, is Coach Becky Mullis. And you are also joining us, and we're glad that you are back here in the studio with us. You were here just a few weeks ago when we celebrated your national championship with, with Jenny Talbert was here, and we talked um, with her about her Fairgrove State Championship. And so I'm glad to have you here tonight. Thanks, Jenny. Happy to be here. Well, we're going to talk a little bit um, about College of the Ozarks. We're going to celebrate the unique impact that this university has. I love um, what the concept is. I love the way that um, College of the Ozarks athletes represent themselves, um, and I love the way that you all coach. I mean, the longevity is no surprise that you've been there for a long time because um, you do things correctly. Um, I say this about both of you. You coach people, not just players. And I think that's tremendous. Uh, but one of the celebrations that we're going to be talking about is welcome back to the NAIA. Congratulations on them. Thank you. We're excited. I think it's going to be, um, you know, there was a hiatus um, for two years. Um, and now that you are back in the NAIA, tell us a little bit about that process of the um, application and getting back into that. Well, we've been in the NAIA since 1971. 
So up to that point, uh, we'd been a stalwart, longtime member. So uh, that's what uh, CFO has always been affiliated with. And so uh, certainly a challenge to not be in that anymore. But uh, our our board uh, made the decision that it was staying the in NCCAA only is not uh, what's best for our athletes. So the board made the decision to... Um, Studied D3, studied staying where we were at, and uh, and then uh, ultimately studied going back to the NAI. And the NAI made the most sense. It's a great fit for us. Uh, so the process was that um, almost as if we weren't members. So we started all over again with uh, application and uh, a site visit and um, and then a rules education and so they were able to abbreviate some of that for us since uh, you know we've been members for so long. And really the neat thing about it was our coaches are all the same and our eligibility people are all, are all the same. And uh, so not a lot has changed. So it was a pretty smooth transition back. And ultimately it ended at the convention in New Orleans uh, April 2nd with a, uh, a vote, which was, um, from what I understand, unanimous. So the NAI is uh, we love the NAI, love being members of it, and uh, NAI feels the same way about us. Well, and I, I had a question sent in by a, a listener that, um, you know, not to be greedy, but they also want to know if if the men's um, national tournament is going to be coming back to College of the Ozarks. And obviously I don't know that you can answer that, but I think it's wonderful that it's that popular, that that's the second immediate question that they ask. Yeah, that seems to be what everybody thinks. And, <laughs> you know, the tradition, a few years it was moved to uh, Tulsa when the NAI moved their headquarters to Tulsa. But the NAI tournament is is a staple in Kansas City, so I don't anticipate that changing. Mm-hmm. Well, it is it is exciting, and I think that is, um, you know, it is wonderful. But, you know, you you still performed. You still were business as usual. You still had the same values, the same morals, the same competitiveness. Um, you know, this is, this is, um, it's a logistic. It's a great logistic, but it's a logistic. Um, so Coach Most, I mean, once again, congratulations on your national championship. Um, but what do you see this, um, doing for your program to try and, and help? Is it going to help with recruitment? I think it helps mainly with recruiting. I also think that it helps with, um, the morale among <clears throat> alumni and local fans or even nationwide fans, just because we've had, such a long tradition with the NAIA, and it resonates um, so much with so many people. And so I just think from a PR perspective, um, from a recruiting perspective, and then also just for um, on campus, everyone's really excited. Um, I think, I mean, so many, there are studies that show the link between the success of athletics and um, the role that it plays with admissions and the college experience. And so I think going back to the NAIA fits us well and it 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 gave a big morale boost not only to the the uh, athletic department but also to the whole to, to the whole campus so um it's an exciting time but um definitely um helps with recruiting <laughs> you agree coach shepherd i do it, we operated on recruiting this year with the sort of uh telling our recruits that there's a a really good chance this is going to happen not guaranteeing it but so that helped us be in the ball game with recruits knowing that uh, the percentages were were in our favor that we were going to get back in and then ultimately we got a few commitments post announcement so we had some guys waiting so it it um, 
it's a great fit for CFO. We're not a our model. Our school is it, it's it's definitely an NAIA mm-hmm. uh, environment at CFO with our work program and our financial piece and um, you know the the rules and the requirements and the challenges that we have there. It's a um, perfect fit for the NAIA. Well, speaking of that, there is a uniqueness about College of the Ozarks, and I know that um, both of you have been on the show before and talked about what you look for in characteristics of a recruit. Um, but what is it about the uniqueness of College of the Ozarks that make it um, such a great selling point? What is it that is unique about that? Tell us about that work program, for example. Well, honestly, a lot of kids uh, don't work anymore. I'm, we're finding that. And uh, so the work thing can actually be a positive because, uh, you know, the parents are all on board with the work thing and the kids are, they don't know any better. You know, well, I've never had a job, so... That's not all kids. Most most of the kids have, but you still, it's always been the case with, you know, a lot of the parents. If you get good grades, we know you're busy, AAU basketball, just don't have time for a job. So we get that. But um, uh, I think that's the the work program and certainly the academics are, are one of the selling points. And a, and a, degree, a degree from College of the Ozarks is meaningful. I think, I think the work program... Um, it it is unique and it is a good selling point especially with parents and now we have so much emphasis nationwide on student loan debt and the fact that students can work their way through through college and pay their tuition um and then we and then we can help them athletically with room and board um i think it's a great opportunity especially from the southwest missouri kids that um that fit our model um and so I think it makes it affordable for for players and parents like it that their kids are working and then they're not having to pay very much for college and um, that's a big deal. Yes, <laughs> and and then the character aspect and the Christian aspect. So we live in a conservative area where a lot of parents want their their kids to have a Christian education education and they want them to be held to a high standard. So it is a challenge, but it also is an advantage for us because of the area that we live in and what we stand for and the uniqueness of it. So I think all of the coaches in our department, we use our uniqueness as a selling point because we all believe in the mission so much. And um, so it makes it easy for us because we believe in it so much. Well, I remember um, several years ago when I was coaching one of my players, took a visit there, and this is when Coach George Wilson was there. Um, and I know that you hear his voice in your in your head often and uh, we all have such uh, fond memories of that man and love him so much. Um, but when we were on this visit and he was telling him, you know, telling the, my player about, you know, the, the uniqueness, you're going to have a work program. My player's like, okay, great, great, great. Um, but we're going to play a, you know, a great schedule. Oh, that's wonderful. We're going to travel. Oh, that's wonderful. And your freshman year, your car's going to be locked up and you aren't going to have access to it. And my player said, come again. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again. Clarify. So, you know, there's little things like that too, as well, that they are, immersed on the campus and that's really important their freshman year and I think that's something is that something that takes any of your players by surprise that's actually the hardest selling point because (laughs) they want their freedom and so for us we just talk about the fact that they're going to be so busy Um, but also it's a wonderful opportunity for our upperclassmen to lead them and to, to, to provide transportation to them take them where they need to go and so our upperclassmen do a great job of that and Coach K, I believe he would not—he did not allow his freshmen to have their vehicles for that very reason, so that the upperclassmen could um, 
the upperclassmen have an opportunity to lead them. So I'll throw that in there. So if it's good enough for Duke men's basketball, <laughs> we, can, we can handle it too. You know, I got to listen to him speak, and it was one of my favorite um, speeches and presentations I've ever been to. And guess where it was? At College of the Ozarks. Um, you all had brought him in, and I, I just was so excited. He is my all-time favorite Division One men's basketball coach, um, really close with, with some others. Um, but but I really, I just love uh, the way that he coached and his strategies and his demeanor. Um, but his, his talk was, was fantastic. And you, you've always brought in sports figures to, to have presentations. And um, I hope you can continue to do yeah. that. Well, it's another selling point, too, with uh, recruiting is besides the other things that were mentioned, it's you're going you're gonna to have opportunities to hear some world-class speakers, not, not just famous ones, but ones that you've never heard of that come in and do the convos that are required of our students. So CFO spends a lot of resources building character, and um, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs was just there. And, um, you know, he was a tremendous speaker, but he also really stresses the value of work. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, very important that these young people know how to work. Yeah, it is. I agree, definitely. Well, I have a list that I would like to give you as well to try to get on, on tap for your next speech. <laughs> I'll share that with you during the break. All right, we're going to take our first break. And we have Coach Steve Shepard. We have Becky Mullis here. And we're celebrating College of the Ozarks and, and what is going on in their athletic department. We'll continue our conversation next. Now, thanks again to Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins. I have Steve Shepard and I have Becky Mullis here. And this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy. Hey, they're owned by dairy farmers and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. Proven facts, scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all agree the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after workout is chocolate milk. And it is no secret that Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate. And it's no secret that Coach Shepard and Coach Mullis have chocolate milk on a regular basis after workout. <laughs> right? Right, Bob Katz? Talk about the NAI tournament at CFO, they talk about the Highland Dairy ice cream as well. Yes. That was the most popular vendor there. That is so true. Greg Stevenson always does such mm-hmm. a great job. I don't know that I don't know an athletic event in this area where Highland Dairy is not involved. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much they support. It's wonderful. And they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective as well. We thank them. So so we're talking a little bit about the uniqueness of College of the Ozarks and how you are back in the NAIA um, after after a short hiatus. Um, you know, I want to ask a little bit about um, each one of your, you know, your programs when you're bringing in recruits and um, you, you've got to have some off season. You've got to have some time where you get them acclimated, um, maybe their freshman year or whatever, even if they're an upperclassman. What kind of um, preseason um, goals do you have for your teams to get them ready for court play when they get on campus? Well, we start in the summer um, when we have camps, we'll play some and um, we even have them. Uh, come a couple weekends other than um, when camps aren't in session just for us to um, <clears throat> to get used to one another to start building relationships and then when school starts we give them about a week off and um, so so that with NAIA we have a 
a week rule um, with how many the number of weeks that we can have contact with them. So early on, we can't give any instructions. So we just focus on lifting and conditioning and I just break our season into kind of mini season. So in that preseason time, we're just trying to um, just really hit it hard in the weight room three days a week. Um, and then they play some pickup ball and we also do some conditioning, various conditioning um, two or three days a week as well. So we actually do the conditioning five days a week and then we lift um, three days a week and then build into the season from there. Um, and then I think coach does similar. So. I think the uh, Pro-Am has always been a really good starting point for our new kids because they immediately get their eyes open to the difficulty that it's going to be to play at the next level. And that's kind of the beginning. Uh, in, uh, the NAIA a few years ago made summer practice legal. I think it's after May 15th, but we really don't do that. I know there's a lot of schools that do practice during the summer, and um, that's not really... Uh, something that uh, we don't really see the value in that, but um, some places do. And we've had the same strength coach uh, for 21 years now it's on the men's side. They're worth their weight in mm-hmm. gold. Yeah. And uh, so I, I give uh, – he's now the dean of work, but he kind of moved from uh, the P department to the administration. Uh, Nick Sharp is his name and um, Missouri State grad and um, – so he's been instrumental, I think, in the success of, of our men's program, and Coach Mullis is always a believer in weights as well. So that's uh, that's important, and we both um, try to continue the at least two days a week during the season as well yeah, because if, if you're not in good strength and conditioning shape, you're, you're going to struggle at the college level. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm a, I'm a big believer in weights, and, and a lot of times during the season it's more for maintenance, um, lifting, but I think it is something, and I think there's a lot of uh, parents out there. I've heard them say, "Oh, they can't lift during the season; it's going to mess with their shot." It's not, it's not going to mess with your shot. It is not going to mess. There's been there's been a lot of studies on that. It doesn't mess with your shot. You need to continue to lift and maintain that strength, and um, I think that's something that's really important um, for a lot of athletes to do. So I agree. You know, you mentioned camps too. Uh, I mean, I, the College of the Ozark camps, and to me, I don't want to use the word legendary, but they are for a lot of athletes. They are a tradition, um, and I know that um, you know, in particular, Coach Mullis, my daughter, went several years to your camps, and they sleep in the gym. I mean, that that's right. You heard me, listener. They sleep in the gym, and they um, they get to go to Whitewater. I mean, besides all the fundamentals, of course, and the competitive drills that you do, and all of that, but you you do a lot of wonderful on the court things. Um, plus, they get to know your players that work the camp, which is tremendous. Um, but they have so much fun. I mean, it's a it's an event. Um, so you know, you're bringing your camps back. I am quite. I mean, they are they are something that I bet during COVID you really missed because that's something that I I think is an enjoyable part of your recruitment and bringing kids on campus. Well, they're a big part of our program, and yes, they actually do sleep in the balcony of our gym. <clears throat> and it sounds kind of crazy, but we've been doing this for. 30, 40 years. Coach Waller started it. And, <laughs> Back um, in the summer school days where they didn't have dorms available. Yeah. So they, we've just kept it going. And it makes it easy for us because we're all under one roof. We can watch them. We can set the alarms, lock the doors, and just um, keep a good eye on them. And uh, But the kids love it, especially the team camp. The coaches bring them, and they're all sleeping in one area, and it's great team camaraderie. Um, but, yeah, our individual camps, we, we offer an elementary camp 
Um, and all this is on our website. So if you have any questions, you can either email us or call us. But it is all on our website. Um, but we just focus on the on the fundamentals, starting with second grade, going all the way up to to high school camp. Um, and we we don't spend a lot of time playing. Our belief is that kids play a lot of games already, and so we really try to be personable and give them a lot of one-on-one time. And we assign each each of our players has a group, and they're with them all week. And but I do think about probably ninety percent of the campers come so that they can go to Whitewater on Tuesdays. <laughs> but yeah, we do include an afternoon at Whitewater and a pizza party. So we do try to mimic what we say with our team is to play hard and have fun and we try to do that at camp too and do you think that's something that i mean it's becoming a rarity to have fundamental camps i mean a lot of colleges have moved to just team camps or just shootouts or you know and and that that kind of breaks my coach heart because of you know the lack i loved going to fundamental camps i mean because you know that was where you met a lot of people i didn't know any different of course but um, I think those fundamental camps are so important. So I love to hear that your philosophy is that you're still going to stay with that um, with that kind of model for your off-season camps. It's very beneficial for them. I don't know what you would do all day if you didn't do fundamentals. Right. People get tired of playing for sure. We'll play in the evening. And um, I think another thing, it helps recruiting. We, If kids are interested in, in College of the Ozarks, then a, lo- a lot of them will sign up for our camp. And um, it's helped recruiting. Uh, it's help helps us to get get uh, four days of watching them. And I don't know what the other places are charging, but we've we have not raised our prices very much at all. So I think we're still, you know, close to where we were ten or fifteen years ago. So it's a great value. You get great food, but we've we've had um, when when it's come down to the end of recruiting, where you might have a spot or two left over we've we've given them to former campers that you know we try to honor loyalty when we can yeah i think that that's that's great um and and it, you also have team camps i mean so that's that's a that's a great um carrot as well but i definitely would plug the fundamental camps um, i think those are really important for athletes um so we're going to take our next break and when we come back uh, we'll continue talking with coach steve shepherd and coach becky mullis and we're celebrating college of the ozarks I want to thank Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. All right, welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. That's something you could add to camps, maybe a little dance party. I love this intro song that we just did. elementary ed majors and i said i don't know i'm going to go to my office and you guys figure it out (laughs) so i came back or i i didn't really do that but uh they did a dance party and i'm like we have completely lost it (laughs) but that's a lot of fun it definitely has all right so i kind of want to spend this segment um i'm i'm here with um coach steve shepherd and and becky mullis and um first of all i want to thank bill grant ford and bolivar for sponsoring this segment um you know, they know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, they know service, and they definitely know how to keep their customers like myself happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. Kelly Grant, Shane Rainey, these guys will take care of you. Tell them what you're looking for. They'll do a coast-to-coast search and find it. And bonus, it will be in your price range. Call them at 
7671. We also want to thank West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com. Danny West will give you a free consultation, and he's going to treat your land like his own. And thanks to Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance as well for this segment. I want to kind of pick your brains uh, during this time. I want to pick your brains and see um, just on some general coaching questions. Um, you know, the name of this show is called A Coach's Perspective. So I want to get your point of view on a few things. Um, the first thing is that, you know, I feel like a, um, a lot of times, and I even saw it in, in the 24 years I coached, I coached very differently the last few years than I did the first few years. How has college coaching changed um, for you over the time? Let's start with you, Coach Shepard. Uh, you know, the... The thing that I think uh, coaches need to have is an identity. I think uh, when when you mention a successful coach's name, usually something comes to your mind about that coach. So I haven't really subscribed to the philosophy that you're changing all the time. I, our My philosophy hasn't changed. It's motion offense and man-to-man defense. And um, so we've just continued to do that and find the players that, that fit that and uh, – you ever played a zone? Uh, yeah, yeah. How did it feel? Um, not good. Not good. Because <laughs> it, it wasn't good. If you, <laughs> there you if go. You're, if you don't work on something, you know, zone sounds good, <laughs> sure. but it's going to be really bad if you're not a zone team. It's hard, to, it's hard to switch back and forth. And anybody that scouts, that scouts you, I mean, if you throw a zone out there, they, I think they'd be just chill-shocked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Coach Waller, occasionally we'd zone, and he'd, He'd, he'd always tease me about it. You'd play more zone. and uh, <laughs> So I, I think that's that's probably the biggest thing is coaches. You, you have to coach to your talent, and, and I get that. But um, you, you also need to be known for something. Mm-hmm. I like the way that you're saying that. I actually have never gotten that answer before because I do think there has to be an underlying philosophy. Um, I mean, you do have to adjust, as you said, with your players as far as, like, differentiated motivation. Not everybody's motivated the same. Getting to know your players and knowing how they tick. Um, so I, I appreciate that because there is, um, you've got to have that baseline and foundational philosophy as well. Coach Mullis? Well, I think that I um, have just changed because I've probably grown more comfortable. So I started, you know, I replaced Coach Wilson, who was a legend, and I was had been his assistant for 11 years. And so I had to kind of navigate and figure out who I was as a head coach because I'd never done it before. Um, and so I think um, as I, so this, I just finished my 10th year. So I think I just figured out what fit me and I took bits and pieces. I mean, I consider Coach Shepard a great mentor and a great friend and um, a great person. And so I've watched his practices and picked his brain a lot. We've had some long road trips together and just picked his brain about things, how I can do things different. Um, and then I've, of course, have a lot of Coach Wilson in me. Um, and then I had a few years with Coach Waller and and then just reading about other coaches. So I think it took me a while to kind of piece all of that together to figure out who I was and who I am. Um, and so I would think that I just changed from being Coach Wilson's assistant coach to being um, the head coach at CFO and um, – so I, I I don't I I have the same philosophy as Coach Shepard, um, motion offense, man to man defense. Coach Wilson always said um, zone offense is a four letter word, and we don't and we don't use that around here. So um, I have the same philosophy, and um, but I think I do think I've gotten a lot better at the relationship side of it. Um, 
it took me a while to figure that out. And so I think I'm much better now than I was at the beginning because I was just trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And it's good that, you know, you, you know that you're progressive. I think um, oftentimes coaches nowadays, if they go into situ- if they go into a program and it's my way or the highway, um, I don't think there's a lot of longevity there. I mean, you're obviously the decision makers in your program, um, and you are the ones that are in charge of your program. Um, but to be able to be flexible to get to know your players and have, like you just said, forming those relationships, I think is is key. It's vital. Um, and I think in this day and age, even more so, because I think there's a lot of stock by um, players. They need that relationship with the coach. Um, the overwhelming majority of them do. That's important to them. And I think that's what they look for when they're looking for schools is that, do I click with that coach? Can I fit into this style? Do I like man-to-man? Do I like motion? I think that's something that's really important. Um, you know, and, and I think it's it's important as well to to look at, when you're looking at recruits, to look at a little bit of their background. Um, when you have recruits on campus, I had a coach once tell me that they, they watched their recruits um, to see how they treated their parents and how their parents treated them. And I think sometimes, you know, there were some coaches that said, you know, there's been a little bit of a transition to where, we have students that will come in and be very independent and take care of business, uh, and they have very supportive parents. And then we have some that are more dependent, a little bit more enabled as they're growing up by their parents, and they can see that. Have you seen a shift in some of the independence and the dependence that comes into um, to College of the Ozarks? Or to hard work you? Because <laughs> they figure it out pretty quick there. <laughs> thing. Well, I think CFO helps us in this area because um, – just because of the nature of the school. And so I'm always upfront with, with players. Like if you want to go somewhere where you have tons of free time and you're going to watch Netflix and you're going to watch movies and you're going to take naps, CFO is not the place for you. But if you want to go somewhere where you are responsible, you have to be in class or work or practice and you have to show up for combos and chapels and you have to act right. Um, and if you want to be prepared for life, CFO is a great place. So that sifts out, um, some of those who, some of the maybe more enabled um, players or student athletes. Right, clear um, expectations right up front. Um, so I think that CFO helps us in that aspect. Um, but I do think that maybe some of them need a little bit more guidance than maybe 10 or 15 year, years ago. But I do think that they learn that quickly at CFO. So coach, the coaches, we're all there to kind of pick up the where – Maybe their parents had been there, and we still have some that are very dependent or very independent, and they've got it. They got it figured out. But maybe some of them, you can kind of tell, just maybe need a little bit more help. But they got to figure it out eventually. So I'm not going to do it for four years. So I may help them initially. I'm like, okay, now you know where this office is. So next time you can do that on your own. And so I'll be there to kind of bridge that gap. But eventually they got to figure it out. I don't have four years to to do that. But um, <laughs> but we do help them. I think one thing during COVID, it forced us to spend more time with our athletes. We've always, uh, Coach Mullis and I both, have regular individual meetings, which is important to get to know the players. They need to know that you care about them and you're not, uh, you know, they're not just, you know, you're not using them for your career. And um, But but it's also, CFO uh, does a great job of, th- there's really nothing that academically that 
we have to do. We don't have to do study halls because every department has late late hours with tutoring. So students, upper level kids, are tutors for that. So that's a concern for a lot of parents. Do you have study halls? No, but we have tutoring for every department, any class that you can think of. So they're set up for success, and it's it's up to them to take advantage of of the opportunity that they've been given. And I, and I'm sure that they will. I'm sure that they will because I think that's so, that's part of the philosophy that you have. And I, I am assuming that your upperclassmen are great role models um, for what is expected at your university and in your program. Yeah, the the first semester is always the toughest, and we one of the things we remind them is that hundreds have gone before you and made it, so you're going to make it. And so the, <laughs> that's that's I think the the challenge is is just wow, I'm overwhelmed. I don't have any free time academics i got to go to work whether it's early in the morning or you know during the day or they're they're slammed and and so it it is a challenge but once they get 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 the time management thing down and that then it's uh and and our kids are you know the academics the entrance requirements are high enough that that um, you know kids aren't gonna we're not gonna admit too many kids that aren't gonna be successful there mm-hmm. i remember um when i went to college my my uh, mom said, "Listen, you you're gonna you're going off to college, you're gonna be in the dorms. Um, you can't come home for six weeks. That was at minimum. You can't come home for six weeks." And I remember thinking, "Well, that's just oh my goodness, how rude! Why you don't you want to see me?" You know, she's like, "Nope, six weeks. Trust me." Well, after a couple of weeks, I called her and I'm like, "Hey, I might come home, do some laundry, see you." And I was only about a little over two hours away, and she said, um, "No, <laughs> the calendar says it's only been two weeks. You will wait six. Well, at the end of six weeks, I didn't even want to go home because I had immersed myself already. And so I did that with my daughter as well. She went to the University of Arkansas, and um, it was, it, you know, she called at six weeks, and she's like, well, it's been six weeks. And I said, are you coming home? And she said, you know, did you make it six weeks? And I said, I did. I said, I did go home after six weeks. She goes, good. I'm going to wait eight. <laughs> Just to show that I'm a little tougher. But there's there's a philosophy there that is so important that they they don't have one foot in one foot out. They are immersed. Um, there are there's going to be an implementation dip, if you will, um, but they they are able to to gather a little bit of that. Um, I guess that independence that is needed in that transition time. So, um, you know, I, I ask about you know how how athletes sometimes find the balance between their sports and their classes and their work program. Um, but what about you all? How do you find your balance? What do you do to keep yourselves sane? Because you're the rocks, right? I mean, they're going to look to you. Um, they they need you to be strong. They they always want you to have every answer. But but what do you do to keep yourself in check and balance? How do you find your serenity, <laughs> Coach Mullis? I'll start with you. Well, I think that both Coach Shepard and I we both have really good spouses. And um, Daniel, my husband, is a coach and. He coaches girls golf, which he did say, by the way, that we could come back on as a coaching. I like that. Yeah. Next Valentine's Day. I guess he just, I guess he just wants <laughs> coaching to make, couples. He's, he's upset that I've been on here so much and he's not getting any attention. So. Anyway, <laughs> All right, Daniel, but, duly noted. <laughs> but he's, um, he coaches girls golf in the fall and then I'm into basketball in the winter. And then right now he's coaching baseball and he's at Glendale right now um, playing. And so he gets it um, when I'm busy or. Um, when I'm gone all the time or he's okay with if he wants to see me it's got to be going to watch high school girls basketball and recruiting um, and so I think that having him um, keeps me sane um, <laughs> I also have the farm back home so 
I've got cattle back home that my dad takes care of, my parents take care of in the wintertime. But if I can get a um, Sunday afternoon or a day off to go up there and just be outside and breathe fresh air, then that's, um, you know, that's good, good for me. And then I also just try to work out. So I do hot yoga. Um, I'm an avid cyclist. So I do think working out. And I also think that I need to be a good example to our players and the PE department that I teach in. So I think it's important for me to be active and then also just to keep my sanity. Um, and then my faith is really important to me as well. So being active in church, um, daily, doing daily devotionals and just relying on the Lord whenever um, things are hard, which it's been hard the last couple of years, but he has sustained us. And so just relying on my faith um, and just how the Lord always provides. And he's definitely provided for for me and for our athletic department. Yeah. That's a wonderful top that answer. Yeah. Coach that, was, that, was <laughs> that was pretty one. good. Yeah. Pretty good. Well, the, way she, <laughs> the way Becky ended was, you know, with our faith, that's important to us as well. And, um, Really, for me, there's not a there's not uh, a lot of hobbies. Um, if I let myself get into golf, I could I could get eaten up with it, but I don't. Um, pretty much when I'm not at CFO, which we're at CFO a lot, it's but it's a good busyness. It's a great place to be, spending time with players and and just the students in general. And as athletic director, I try to be at just about everything. So that's uh, a challenge as well. But you know, I have two grown daughters that have children and they they both live in Branson and then we have a couple of uh, younger foster girls that we've had for 10 years and they're elementary and high school now so our our life just centers around family and uh, when we're not at CFO we're just we're just together and if it's Sunday or Wednesday we're at church and um, we have a a fitness center on campus so we we take advantage of that from a workout perspective, that's important as well. It is important. You've got to take care, mind, body, and soul. Sounds like that's the the theme of your of your therapy. I think that's fantastic, and and I think it is important to be role models. Um, I think it's important to be able to show that fitness and that that's how you re- release your stress. That you have um, that you have different ways that you do that. Um, I had a sign that that always um, would hang in my house and it says we interrupt this marriage for basketball season and it you know always it was just a joke but at the same time um, it is it's it's uh, to be in coaching you you put so much um, effort and so much time and so much passion into your programs I think a lot of people don't realize sometimes that coaches uh, need that mental break every once in a while so it's important that you know how to do that and it's a family affair when my daughters were growing up they went almost every recruiting trip with me and um, my wife likes to go as well and one of my favorite things to do is not tell her who I'm recruiting (laughs) so you figure it out if you can't figure it out then I probably shouldn't be recruiting him but but one time it was okay it's halftime I can't figure out and I said maybe it's the kid that has 28 points (laughs) (laughs) there you go gave her a little hint (laughs) I think that's fantastic well and it it helps too that uh, I mean your kids grew up on concession stand food just like mine and (laughs) and it is it is nice um well let's um I want to segue into a, a couple other parent questions one of these was sent in and this was about um as a college coach, what do you think about success incentives? And what I mean by that, and what I think this listener is, is also asking is, um, is do you think it's okay for parents to pay their children 
for statistical categories? Do you think it's okay to pay for points? Do you think it's okay to pay for rebounds? Do you think it's okay to pay for assists? But statistic, put a monetary amount on that. Um, I have a very strong philosophy on this, but I would like to hear what you all think as well. Um, what are your thoughts on, on those kind of success incentives that are growing in popularity? I didn't realize that they were growing in popularity. <laughs> I guess that means we're doing everything legal. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think every family, I'm probably just going to do a, a politically correct answer here. I don't know. Um, I just think every family kind of has its uniqueness, but um, I, I really don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I just think that, um, Answer I mean, it with no. Answer maybe. it with no. It is all kinds of wrong. Do not do that to your kids. It's uh, That would be interesting. I mean, you hope that a player is going to play hard and um, do it for the right reasons rather than, okay, what can I get from it? Um, right. So that's, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like if you coach by intimidation, that's not right. And if you coach by incentives, that's not necessarily right because you're – you want it to be innate. You want that competitive fire to be there. And I, I know parents have, it, but that's our society right now. We're paying everybody. And um, the NAI is not, but they, NAI kids can do the NIL thing. Um, some do, but most don't. So I, I would be a, a hard no raising a couple of daughters who were athletes. <laughs> I would have, they wouldn't, that wouldn't have motivated them anyway. Well, that's good. That's good. I was like it's... crazy on the farm, and I never got paid. So right. <laughs> they were, my parents weren't about to pay me. Well, you for sort farm of did. Points. You got a roof over your head. That is, you that got was... clothes on your back, food on the table. I, that... I guess my dad always made sure that I made money on my cattle. So well, there you go. So he did do that. But as far as points, no, yes, not happening. I mean, there's parents that have been given incentives on grades. As well. I mean, if it's an expectation and it's a clear expectation, um, I don't know that you should be rewarding them for what they're supposed to do already. You know, I reward or reward them in a different way, you know, with time or an event. You know, you did such a great job on your grade card. Let's take a, you know, a weekend and go here or there's that, you know, that's something I think is a reward. But monetary, I think you devalue the, the dollar. Um, I think you definitely desynthesize them from the quality of commitment and hard work. Um, and it and it's difficult, too, because I think they also don't develop the coping skills that they may need um, for falling short in other areas. So uh, there's a whole lot. I could go on and on. Yeah. That's a whole show right there. <laughs> Don't pay your athletes. <laughs> um, well, I, I can't. I mean, I'm so excited. I know there's big things coming um, for you all, and I know that. Uh, and I, I'm going to give, you know, a lot all respect to the NCCAA. That's a wonderful organization. Um, they do a wonderful job as well. Um, but I do agree that NAIA is, is the, the best fit for College of the Ozarks, and I congratulate you on on getting that process and going through the months and months that you had to do that. Um, and as director of athletics, I think that's something that um, you should be very proud of. So congratulations and, and best of luck to you. Thank you, Jenny. It's been a pleasure. And Coach did a great job leading us. I mean, it was really hard there for a couple of years, and he um, just rallied the troops and rallied our coaches and our players, and he did a great job leading us. That is no surprise to anyone that knows him. So congratulations. And thanks for being here tonight. Um, thanks for having us. Yeah, wish you the best of luck. I'll see you at Whitewater during camp week. Come on. That's the day yeah, I'm coming. I'll help out that day. Yeah. <laughs>
sign a contract right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we do have team camps, junior high, varsity, JV. So if any coaches are listening and are looking for some camps, some team camps, we have them. Where can they find that? What's, what's your website, just in case they don't know? Hard work, you? Um, Bobcats. That's that one, too. <laughs> just Google. I mean, yeah, who needs a website yeah. anymore? Just Google. I'll do those arcs, basketball camps. I guarantee you'll have a great time. You will have a wonderful time, and you will grow not only as a player but as a person. So um, best of luck to you all, and thanks again for being here. We're going we're gonna to slide into our post-game talk, sponsored by Story Construction, high-quality industrial and commercial construction since 1966. Go to Story dot com for more information s-t-o-r-e-e dot com don't forget you can always go to a coach's perspective dot com you can listen to show lineups previous shows you can subscribe and you'll be entered into a drawing you can also follow us on facebook and twitter as well next week we are going to have the show me senior games so we are going to be having executive director dave fox here last year he brought a 91 year old and a 93 year old and i am so excited be able to pick their brains again and be able to talk to some of the senior athletes that are record setters for the senior uh, show me game so we'll have that next week so now for our post game talk so perseverance is a characteristic that it's kind of difficult to define uh, there are many ways to express it but it is hard to pinpoint a specific definition even the standard one is general but however if you ask 10 people what it means you're going to get 10 different answers so what is important about perseverance what is important is the fight, is the determination, um, the sure will at succeeding and making the best of a situation. My challenge this week is very simple. Persevere. There will be challenges in your day, but persevere. There will be challenges at work. Persevere. There will be challenges in your relationships. Persevere. Find out what is within your control and take action. And if it is not, let it go. That is how human champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.